<laughs> as we move now into this secular New Year's weekend, even if it's not a Jewish way of marking time, my guess is that many of us have already spent some time reviewing the past year. Friends, I'm guessing this is true for you, send letters and emails describing the ups and downs of 2022. Apps on our phones give us data about what we listen to and how much time we spent on screens. And no matter what our preferred news source is, it's likely that wherever we turn, we find some think piece debating whether or not 2022 was awesome or terrible. In reality, this year was neither awesome nor terrible, or maybe it was both, more likely somewhere in between. And even if the Jewish year is 5783, I think it's still worthwhile heading into this weekend to reflect on how 2022 shaped up for the Jews. As I clicked around on Jewish websites this morning, I saw that the most read stories on various Jewish news sources uh, primarily focused on anti-Semitism, featuring the various celebrities that all of you already know about. There were also big stories about high-profile Jews behaving badly, and of course the news of Israel's new right-wing government, which complicates the already fraying relationship between American Jews and Israeli ones. And at this point, we can all let out a collective boy. We know this. None of this is really news, even if this is what the news covered this year, in, especially in the Jewish media. But if we only focus on these stories, we easily lose sight of what else happened this past year, which requires scrolling deeper down those media homepages. When we do that, a rosier picture comes into view. Stories about a Jewish Jeopardy winner or about Jews standing up for justice or innovating in all kinds of meaningful ways. And this is the moment where I get to brag a little bit about CBE. Our congregation has had a big media year. Cantor Breitzer's voice was heard on NPR alongside Rabbi Collins in July as our community addressed the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade. Rabbi Timoner's picture appeared in the New York Times amidst an exploration of how our community approaches Israel today. And of course, we've all been following the press around the film Last Flight Home, which was just shortlisted for the Oscars. I hope you all know that, it's pretty cool. And now for a personal year in review, the Times covered four projects that I was involved with this year. I know many of you know that already, but it's my chance to say that. A mass wedding at Lincoln Center in July made the Times, as did The Get, the play that we commissioned, which was uh, produced off-Broadway this year. We were noted as part of a renaissance of Shabbat observance in the city. And yes, I'm guessing many of you read the story about the old Jewish men in our ballroom. It was a pretty big year for us, and I don't expect every year to be so filled with positive PR, but I'm here for it. I think it's good for the Jews. The subtext of those articles is that the story of Jewish 2022, certainly CBE's story, is not the story of rising anti-Semitism or of reactionary Israeli politics, or at least it's not just that. It's also the story of Jewish communities standing up for justice, of Jewish themes presented in theater and also in award-winning film and television, 
of rabbis acting bravely in Texas, and on a smaller note, in a smaller scale, doing their part to keep congregations thriving in late pandemic life. In short, the story I read about American Jewry this year was a story of resilience and creativity, a foundation upon which we will build an even more exciting Jewish future in the years to come. But in order to see that story, we need to look past the clickbait headlines that would otherwise absorb all of our attention. To look, as Jews always do, for what's lurking underneath the text. This week, we read Parashat Vayigash, the second to last Parsha in Genesis. It may not be a book in review or a year in review, but it is the big resolution to the drama that we've been reading about these past few weeks. And since it's the ultimate climax of Genesis, Vayigash offers us a lesson on how to look back at the drama and the plot that brought us to this moment, perhaps in ways that surprise us. Now, I'm guessing most of us know the story already, the end of the Joseph cycle. Chapters before this Parsha, Joseph's brothers sell him into slavery, but he manages to rise through the ranks of Egyptian politics and winds up second in command under Pharaoh. In last week's Parsha, his brothers come to Egypt seeking food during a famine, but as we know, they don't recognize Joseph in his powerful role in Egypt. And when this week's Parsha opens, Joseph allows for a little more suspense to build. He sends his brothers back to their father, Jacob, explaining that Benjamin, the youngest brother, needed to come with them back down to Egypt. But Jacob is bereft at this news. If you take this one also from me and some calamity befalls him, he says, you will lower my gray head in woe to the underworld. Jacob is frightened by what he thinks is about to happen. He's traumatized by losing Joseph earlier in his life. And now he's actually afraid for his own life and the life of his family beset by famine. He can only imagine a devastating future. But then in chapter 45, Joseph finds he can no longer keep his secret. And he reveals himself with two short yet extraordinary famous phrases. Ani Yosef, ha'od avichai? I am Joseph. Is my father really alive? It takes them a moment and soon Joseph's brothers understand that not only are they safe and secure, but in fact, everything they had assumed to be true about their lives until that moment wasn't quite the whole story. They were part of a different, far greater story than what they thought, and they could hardly believe it. Ani Yosef, ha'od avi chai. That familiar word for life, chai, appears in various forms 11 times in this Parsha, which means semantically that there is something important about life in the meaning of this week's text. Shortly thereafter in verse 27, once the brothers tell their father that Joseph is alive, once he really understands, the Hebrew there says, Vatri ruach Yaakov avihem, that Jacob, their father's spirit came to life. Again, referring to a, re returning to a form of chai, the text implies that Jacob had previously given up hope, certainly for Joseph, and also for himself and for his legacy. But what he thought was death 
Mavet had turned to Chai, simply because now he could see the whole picture. The Midrash Tanhuma explains that when Joseph's brothers realized he was alive, they became unconscious, somewhere between death and life, racked with guilt perhaps, but also newly aware that they too were destined for life and not death. The Midrash and the semantics of these verses both exemplify an important point. But sometimes when we're so focused on what, it, what seems like obvious bad news, when we assume the worst, we tend to miss the subtler stories lurking beneath the surface. It's not always the case, of course, but sometimes there is a life-affirming story to tell, and it's worth reading between the lines in order to find it. It is always easy to catastrophize. I know that. We all know that, we all do it all the time. And in many ways, like always, it's hard to be a Jew. And our headlines will continue demonstrating that. But in many ways, 2022 was also a fabulous time to be a Jew. And when we find ourselves looking out at the years to come with doom and gloom about the Jewish future, if we look at the lesser read articles, we might find that what we think is a famine is just a pathway toward future abundance. By the end of this Parsha and next week's, we'll complete a family story that included so many moments of trauma. And the story ends with the whole house of Israel moving down to Egypt. They don't know it yet, but their story is only about to begin. Egypt will represent a famous dark period for them eventually. But as we know, it's by moving through Egypt and by retaining a sense that good things happen for their ancestors, that the Israelites realize good things could happen and would happen for them as well. Shabbat Shalom.